technology. Am I right? I don't know. Did anything happen this week? I don't. It doesn't seem like. I mean, it was Thanksgiving, so exactly. I mean, technology was. I will tell you, this is this is a separate issue. But I was listening um, today to last week's episode of Upgrade with our pals Jason Snell and Mike Early, and it was very funny to hear them recount the OpenAI shenanigans on Monday of last week <laughs> and they're talking about how great Satya Nadella has it now that he got OpenAI mm-hmm. for free and everything yeah <laughs> he's hired mm-hmm. Sam Altman I'm like this is this is great <laughs> this they is like somebody news. interviewing Abraham Lincoln at intermission at the play <laughs> well there were times where I imagine that's what, what covering all of technology was like when things advanced so fast but this was the human trauma side of things advancing so quickly at that point Mrs. Lincoln really loved the play <laughs> yeah that's true um our anyway. american cousin oh yeah yeah that's true that was the um, name of the play that was, uh, i i don't think it's I ever think. something like that. has it ever been restaged i think it's our american cousin's monster <laughs> <laughs> i do want to mention incidentally while we were well i did mention upgrade a second ago and i know it's a different tech podcast i get it but i want to encourage all of our listeners and especially our rebound prime listeners because I believe they have their annual upgrades going right now where you can vote for things. And I believe one of the one of the categories is best is it best tech podcast or just best podcast. I think people should go vote for us. I think you should all go vote for us as the best podcast. After what Dan just went through. Yeah. That's yeah. an idea. It was tough. Yeah. Also, <laughs> if you want to vote for best books, you should vote for also lost. So it's just let, I should, want to ballot stuff is vote what for I'm the visual guide to Minecraft. Just go to there upgrades. <laughs> vote, apparently. Thanks to listener ZM Knox for telling us. For a while. book that came out ten years ago. I'm just saying, I have very few opportunities to stuff ballot boxes, and I feel mm. like this this feels low stakes is my is my point. Okay. Fair enough. So what was the first awards, people? What was the first uh, website you created that you can recall? This relates. A, <laughs> okay, I made a page. I had like way back when you would get like a, you know, you have like some sort of account somewhere or ISP and you get like something.com slash tilde, tilde, your yeah. username. Oh, yeah, yeah, I had one of those at my, I had an account at io.com, which was Illuminati Online, which was run <laughs> by Steve Jackson Games um, because they made a game named Illuminati. Um, and I, they, they sold like access to shell accounts for like, I want to say maybe 10 bucks a month, mm-hmm. maybe probably even possibly less. And so that was where I learned to like write HTML. And I remember, I probably told the story in this podcast or somewhere else that I, the, all I, all I had at home was a PPP connection. No, I didn't even have a PPP connection. It was dial up into a terminal. Mm-hmm. And so the only th- browser I could use was links. <laughs> so I could only see my page that I made in links. And it wasn't until I got to go into my dad's office one day that I could actually load my website and see like the image that I'd embedded it into it. <laughs> that uh, was probably circa 1993 <laughs> or four, probably. That's very funny because my first con- internet connection and website was the same. Uh, I used a service called Epics, which was the Eastern Pennsylvania Internet Exchange. And uh, it was a, yeah, it was a dial-up connection to uh, Shell. And uh, it was great. It was super helpful. Um, Sounds made up. I, what, so what year are we talking here? It would probably be 90 or 91. And oh, that early. Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. 
but so my first i, I mean i had a couple personal websites but the first thing i did that got any traction at all was a and this will also date it but i created a parody of um the alta vista website that was about um instead of being alta vista it was al for prez and it was the weird al yankovic for president campaign website <laughs> and um uh, we had bumper stickers that said, don't blame me. I voted for weird Al that I sold through the website in some early e-commerce. So that wow. happened and it was written you up in the, the internet under, underground magazine and in some other internet e-commerce. magazine. I will yeah. mention incidentally, the claim to fame for, um, one of the claims to fame for Steve Jackson games was it was the site of a secret service raid that basically was what spawned the EFF <laughs> because mm-hmm. they got raided by you know, by the U.S. Secret Service for I can't Dan's remember it was something something ridiculous for my website now as well before that because um, they ran like a bulletin board system etc and mm-hmm. I think that was the first big they like seized a bunch of computer equipment and all this stuff even though it was ended up being this totally ridiculous thing um, but that was I think what basically helped make the EFF like what it is today hmm. EFF also my dad's initials but not the same thing. It's what that that is what made him the man he is today. That's Not right. his son. No, but I I always forget what the first service I, the name of the first service. It was an AT and T thing, and the only reason I joined oh, it was yeah. because I had Earthlink? the one the the one. It wasn't Earthlink. It was okay. way before that. It was oh god, uh, it'll come to me eventually. But it the only reason I joined it was because the only other person that I knew who had a computer was on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like, well, I guess I'm going to talk to him. <laughs> Do you remember those services like Net Zero, where it would give you like a free internet account, but you had to watch ads the whole time yeah. or something? Yeah. I never um, had that, but I like that. I, I do remember we, my friends and I in high school figured out that you could, um, when you had a modem, you could dial into your friend's modem yeah. and then basically just talk in a terminal, although it was terrible, right? Because like whatever you, it was just sending characters One as character you at a time. Them. Yeah. Right. But like if the other person typed at the same time, it would just intersperse the characters. <laughs> it was totally, totally unusable. Wasn't that Google it was Wave? the early version of listening <laughs> yeah. to a podcast. <laughs> I, think, I think Google eventually brought that back as Wave, right? I do have really Was it Wave or was it something else? I can't remember. What were you no, like? You could wave. see yeah. the other person it typing wave. and it would be like, like, yeah. <laughs> like this, um, is, this is exhausting. I don't even want this are, at all. Several people are typing. Um, I do have very fond memories of the BBSs that we frequented when I was in eighth grade and early high school which ran on the ones that we use the most ran on the first class system, mm-hmm. which is, I think now, I think it may still exist as like groupware basically. <laughs> um, but it was, what was cool about it was that unlike most of the ones that you dialed into that were just like terminal, like text-based connections, it was actually like a Mac GUI. So like it had like, you would go into the bulletin board and there'd be icons you clicked on and like folders where like people would post stuff. Um, and it was like, really friendly but i think it was it might have been mac only too um and so that was kind of cool at the time and like we were real snobs about it right because you're like oh we're not gonna use your text-based bbs's we're using these fancy icons the the first bbs that i really got into was run by the hygienist at my dentist's office (laughs) that's most of what i remember about it but she knew i was a nerdy kid and she's like well i I run a bbs that you guys my nerdy friends and i would go on the bbs it was great that's cool. Yeah, the one, the primary one I used to dial into was one called uh, Fourth Dimension or 4D, and I think it was run out of some guy's home. So there was only it was a dial-in, so there was only one line because it was like the guy's phone. <laughs> so you could never have anybody online at the same time. Yeah. 
I, I think I got like Adam Adam Inks's book. It had a list of um, like ones you could call up. I mean, I think he was in was he in the Seattle area at that time? Because I think I remember having a book that had like a list of like here are a bunch of BBSs that you can dial into, and a lot of them didn't work by the time the book came out. But um, I got on a whole bunch of them, mostly Star Trek stuff. Oh, <laughs> well, sure, yeah, as you might imagine. It's funny, I found a screenshot of the first class interface and just the visceral, like I had a feeling, like just a visceral feeling looking at the images like, oh, oh, it's taking me back to like, just like the experience of being on those things. For years, I thought those little folders that were like group folders that were, I thought they were barrack laws, (laughs) but it's several, I assume it's people around a conference table is what it's supposed to be, but in my head, they're always barrack laws. (laughs) Uh, a, a actual bear claws or the, uh, or the pastry? Oh, I wish they were. No, he means the actual bear claw. Because like when mm, you look okay. at the uh, I, the screenshot that he shared, I guess it's on the Wikipedia page for first class listeners it if is. you want to know what we're talking about. So, yeah. Sorry for relating a, a picture on it's a pretty funny, audio podcast. I see the bear claw. <laughs> I, I don't know what I would see first, but I, I definitely see the bear claw. You don't have to hunt yeah. for it. It's there. Not, it's not subtle. Anyway, good times. Well, this has been a fun trip down mm-hmm. <laughs> memory lane for a podcast on a... <laughs> Uh, day when there's not a lot of other stuff going on <laughs> did oh we, but we uh we had black friday i mean a mo- did moment anybody of buy anything on black friday i don't think i bought anything because i did oh, oh which buy very the lead <laughs> uh an xbox s wow. oh i looked but didn't do it yeah how much what was the deal for it was like 50 bucks off. I'm not even sure if it was like a oh, deal. A Black Fr- I don't even think it was like a Black Friday deal. I think it was I just thought, like a regular deal. <laughs> I thought you were saying it was 50 bucks and I was going to be real upset no. that I missed it. <laughs> no, it was like 50 bucks off. Um, That's not bad. But it's only like it's only like 200. Yeah, it's not much. Normally. Yeah. So this is for well, it's mostly it's for Hank and me for Christmas. Honestly, <laughs> I did not tell Karen I was buying it because I'm pretty sure she doesn't want us to get one. But um, yeah, 50 bucks, whatever. He want and he wanted the uh, he really wants the X, but it's way more expensive. And I also figured yeah. out that I mean the reason that he wants the X is just because it has a it has a disc drive and you can play we could play the old games that we have for the mm. Xbox One. But I looked into it and you can get a used Xbox One for like 120 bucks or something, 140 bucks maybe. If we, uh, and and the Xbox X series x is like 200 dollars more than the series yeah i i keep i flirt with the idea of buying an xbox s because i have an xbox one and i don't use it very much and i feel like maybe i should buy yours there we go i can sell to you for cheap um (laughs) and i got i got rid of a lot of the disc-based games that i had because i just did not end up playing them that much um because i had a decent catalog i think i maybe kept i don't know eight or ten or something like that but i had Mm -hmm. like 20 or 30 probably um but i mean these days also game pass is so good <laughs> yeah that you can just Most pay for like a month of that or something and you get you get so many right. games like more games you can than you could ever play yeah. um so <laughs> that yeah. sounds like a challenge dan i am um, dropping it for you <laughs> i don't know I'm, I'm not gonna buy an xbox series s although they appear to still be on sale but really all i want to play is madden <laughs> <laughs> I got my Nintendo, my Switch, somebody, for everything else. Somebody get Lex Madden somehow. No, seriously, it's killing me. Just bring it back to Nintendo. That's all I'm asking. Is there John, a PC? Is, ver- is there a PC version of Madden? There is. Uh, I think you, you can play in... Madden on the PC um, Steam, but I don't think it could works you on run Mac it in Steam. crossover or something. I don't know. Maybe you should get a Steam Deck. I th- mm. I've thought about. 
I have, yeah. I have given it serious consideration. My kid really wants to play <laughs> Portal, but you can't play Portal on modern Macs. <laughs> really? Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Huh. Is that because it's a 32-bit or something? <clears throat> I'm sure that's why. Yeah, okay. I, I mean, I wonder if there's still a way to, like, emulate or run it. Yeah, right. We, we tried a lot of steps to get it going. <laughs> there's, there's many articles on how to do it. And the answer, like Sam Knox said in uh, Discord, is <laughs> play it on the Switch instead. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, it really does not want to run on a Mac. Yeah, mm. that's, that's fascinating to me. Because it feels like all those old games, you can run like classic Mac games. There's, there's like a weird era of games that you can't run because you can get like emulators from the run like classic Mac games and classic P- PC games and stuff. But like modern-ish games that are like 10 years old don't work. Yeah. Yeah. Very weird. Yeah. I, I've, I feel bad for the historians digging up this era and be like, <laughs> yeah, they did some stupid shit with math and <laughs> got this really This is why confusing. you have to, you know, keep... Old machines. That's what I'm saying. That's well. You're 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 saying you're you're basically like Harry Seldon, is what you're saying. <laughs> I, I guess I don't. Not sure how that. Maybe it's, maybe I haven't gotten that far. Superficial resemblance. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I was thinking like archiving archiving old stuff for uh, like see. all okay. all of humanity's right. knowledge mm-hmm. to be stored. Well, when you have a basement, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> what else are you going to use it for? I did have a tech story I mentioned on Mastodon about how I uh, fixed the internet connection when I was at my in-laws' house. My wife and I were both having terrible internet all the whole like Thanksgiving vacation when we were up there. And I'm like, God, oh, man, it's weird. I've been up here before, and the internet's been fine. And finally, like the last night we were there, I was like, I had a minute to like sit down and try to figure out what was going on. And uh, like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll ping Google.com or something. I was like, man, it's not going through. And I was like. I'll ping an IP address. <laughs> it's fucking DNS. Oh, yeah. So I changed the DNS server just on my iPhone, which is a nice thing you can do. Now, it used to be you couldn't really do that per network, but you can do that per network on the iPhone these days. And it worked fine. Everything worked great. Uh, but the funny story about this to me was when I posted about this on Mastodon and the... Uh, uh, I don't know if they're technically reply guys since I'm also a guy, but the people came out of the woodwork <laughs> telling me everything about why that was a, such a bad idea. Yeah, now um, because uh, 8.8, that's Google's, right? That's not open DNS. Is that Google's? It's not, yeah. And I was like, well, it's the one I always used because it's, it was easier Easy to remember. remember. Yeah, good. really, exactly, yeah. And I was like, well, you should be using 1.1.1.1, which is Cloudflare's. And I was like, it's DNS, guy. Like, I get it. I get it. I get it. Yes, you can see where all the DNS requests are going. And if you care about that, then absolutely. I don't really, when it comes to Google, let me tell you how much stuff you type into Google that Google can find out about you anyways. Uh, it's not, I'm like, I guess I'm not sweating that terribly. Also, most, why did you just memorize open DNS is 208.67.222.222? <laughs> uh, but I like today somebody's like, oh, you need to step up your game and install Pihole on their network and then set up Unbound to respond to oh Pihole to do TLD lookups. I'm like, I hope this is a joke because otherwise I'm going to slap you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not I, doing this much work. Well, I mean, I will uh, report that I think it was... Was it two weeks ago on this podcast that we talked about, you know, how maybe Google isn't the best at search anymore? And I talked a big game saying that maybe I was going to switch my default search on my Mac and did it during the mm-hmm. episode to DuckDuckGo. Mm-hmm. It's been okay. There have been a handful of times, I didn't keep count, but a handful of times where I um, then Googled a thing when I didn't like my results. But for the most part, DuckDuckGo has been uh, 
fully satisfactory. Uh, I haven't yet switched my iOS devices, but that's mostly laziness. I wish there was a setting where I could just sync them automatically to whatever I made my default on my Mac, but that doesn't seem to be the case. But I'm, uh, uh, it's, it's going okay. Well, okay. I mean, so you're saying you like it. You're saying it's good. I'm saying I don't hate it, which is the okay. most praise I have for pretty I'll much any it. search engine. Well, I mean, as long as we're talking about things that Lex doesn't hate, uh, mm. maybe we could talk about this week's sponsor. I, I suppose so. All right, let's do it. This week, uh, the episode of The Rebound is brought to you by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. I, myself, have actually used Rocket Money. I signed up to keep track of all those subscription costs because I got so many streaming services, and I knew I was definitely hitting that point where it's like, I need to start canceling some of these. So I really appreciate that I could easily get a list of like all the services and subscriptions that I'm paying for. And yes, I definitely did find one or two. Um, I realized I was still paying for Paramount Plus after Star Trek had ended. <laughs> I was like, well, why am I doing that? All right. the Star Trek's over for now. I mm-hmm. can easily cancel that. So uh, that was very helpful. Thank you, Rocket Money. I appreciate you saving me the nine bucks a month or whatever they were they were charging me so uh they also have options to do things like cancel subscriptions for you which is kind of fun because if you have ever navigated some of those really awful phone trees where people won't let you cancel stuff online that's terrible that's terrible Mm -hmm. nobody should do that anyways with rocket money you can easily cancel the subscriptions you don't want with just the press of a button no more long hold times or annoying emails with customer service rocket money does all the work for you and how cool is this rocket money can even negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20 percent. all you have to do is take a picture of your bill and rocket money takes care of the rest i like to imagine that it's like an ai voice like talking with them with the the, (laughs) representative on the phone like how about 20 percent less Uh, robots are unyielding as negotiators. I think everybody knows that. Mm. Plus, you can monitor all your expenses in one place with recommended custom budgets based on your past spending, and you'll even get notifications when you've reached your spending limits. With over 5 million users and counting, Rocket Money has helped save its customers an average of $720 a year and $1 billion in total savings so far. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel unwanted subscriptions. Manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash rebound. That's R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash rebound. Rocketmoney.com slash rebound. Our thanks to Rocket Money for their support of this show, which is The Rebound. You're not wrong. <laughs> not bad and not wrong. The highest praise this show could possibly offer. I agree 100%. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. We, we, we I think we talked about the um the swipe to change faces on this this show this year show that we're talking on right oh, now. Oh, watch faces, uh, watch, watch faces. faces. <laughs> yeah, which was you <laughs> Boy, know not... I, was, I had a real big question about like like makeup camouflage. I don't know what was happening. Yeah, no, uh, not currently in the uh, shipping release of Watch OS, but is apparently going to be is is in a, a, a beta, which I thought was. Kind of cool, like they're that they're bringing it back, and I think it's a setting now too, which is even better. Which you makes turn it on, turn it on. That makes off, a lot right? of sense. Yeah, yeah, which it probably you know should have been to the first place. And I but, get not um, wanting to make everything a setting, but I also yeah. appreciate hearing the outcry and being like, okay, we got this one. Wrong. Yeah, right, like, right, I'm, right. I'm proud of everybody on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, everybody. Yeah, I've been using the 17.2 beta. <laughs> I've been using the 17.2 beta on my phone for a while because I was trying out the journal app. Uh, hmm. But I haven't I haven't done the beta on my watch, uh, so yeah, I get off the beta train as soon as the release. I same. usually do, but up. in this case, I want like 
I was thinking about writing something about the journal app. I may still yeah. do that when it, when the final version comes out, but I wanted to like have some time to use it before I actually wrote something about it. So that ended yeah. up being anyway. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. I like it. Um, I, you know, going back to our black Friday slash cyber Monday discussion. I, I did buy I, one piece of technology, but go ahead. Oh, oh, we'll see oh, this. Oh yeah. I, I, for a, a guy goes to the bathroom and suddenly remembers he bought something. A birthday, a birthday Hanukkah combo. <laughs> it's a plot of a movie for uh, <laughs> my kid. My son really wanted an Apple Watch, so you could get the Apple Watch SE for surprisingly cheap on Black Friday. It was uh, sub one eighty, and that's the lowest Whoa. price I've ever seen on it. Yeah, I got it for one seventy nine ninety nine. Wow, huh. that's pretty good. Yeah, so, there you go. I, you know what, I think this is what it comes down to. What I was going to say is like, I, I don't run into that many things that I need, certainly not technology wise. Like a lot of times I just buy the stuff that Mm -hmm. I need. Right. So it's kind of hard. Like, you know, I'm interested. I, I skim through like the wire cutters, like deals list and stuff like that, just to see if there's anything that I really need. But even these days, like a lot of times like storage, you know, like storage sometimes cheap on Black Friday. So I'll buy you know a drive if i need it but like i feel like i don't even really yeah. need that i really things. wanted to buy some new nas drives and uh, i have mm. a couple in my wish list and they never got cheaper so i never bought them. <laughs> what, oh, uh, really? what what size drives do you have right now i currently have uh four terabyte drives and That's i wanted to I upgrade have. to 12 terabyte drives I was wow jeez look how at many drives are in your NAS? just two just two just two okay yeah but I, didn't I think do I, it I think I, I have four as well. I, can't. I see. Here's the thing. I'm yeah, speaking of NAS stuff. This this actually came up. Um, so I back my NAS up to Backblaze using this guy. That's hard to say. Work basically using their like it's their like business version. Yeah. It's a little bit more like AWS essentially. It's like here's space. You can put a bunch of stuff in it, but it doesn't have like an automated client or anything. It's the final you have frontier. To, yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, be, <laughs> sorry. That uh, just digressed me entirely into William Shatner talking about <laughs> being in love with a mountain, um, which is a joke that Lex will not probably get. No, no, nope. Um, Why does he climb the mountain? Because he's in love with the mountain. Um, <laughs> but I, th- the problem with the using the backblaze thing is it charges by storage, and I, you know, as I back stuff up, I think it keeps older like by, like older stuff to archive, and so my monthly cost goes up every month a little that bit sucks. <laughs> and so i started at like i want to say eight or nine bucks a month maybe even less than that and now it's up to like 16 bucks a month, bucks a month and i'm like so here's the problem where does this end <laughs> so i'm not really sure what to do about that maybe i don't need to keep archive stuff or maybe i need to go through and prune like what's in there um so that it's, there's certain stuff i don't need to back up i back up my NAS to my NAS, right? Like that's the whole for me, the whole purpose you of it. Bike up your NAS to your <laughs> you back up your NAS to your NAS? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm using RAID, right? So the two drives are clones of each other. Yeah. So I don't feel like I have to back it up elsewhere because if my saying. house blows up, then I don't give a shit. <laughs> like I got bigger fish to fry. <laughs> I cannot apparently I can't currently connect to my NAS. That doesn't make any sense. I'm connected that's weird. I'm connected to your NAS, NAS right now. I'm like, I'm like, going through all your stuff. Like, why? I'm seeing exactly what you're watching right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh I don't know. I just, the offsite backup thing, it felt, you know, it's belt and suspenders. I, yeah. I just felt like I wanted to have that extra level of assuredness. Oh. But I do think there's probably a lot of stuff I'm backing up there because it's casting a wide net that I don't actually care about. Mm. Um, like, for example, 
I keep on my NAS backups of most podcasts that I like edit, like the logic projects. Like I don't keep them uh. on my computer. I get shipped off to the NAS, but I probably don't need the, like, again, like to your point, Lex, <laughs> if everything in my life explodes and the house burned down, I don't really care about what happened to those original podcasts. <laughs> what am I going to do with the October 17th, 2012 episode of the rebound? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's also saving those things for posterity, right? Those historians who come back and are like, why mm-hmm. did, why did, why did people spend this much time? That's why they're all in my technology? basement. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all my files are in your basement. Well, mm-hmm. I don't need to back this stuff up. That's then. right. Never yeah. mind. I'm going to go delete it right now. <laughs> Anyway, I can get to this through the finder. Like I can see files and stuff, but I can't log into the I can't log into the uh, interface, the the very Unixy uh web page. What is your which NAS are you or Synology to? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um <laughs> a very Unix interface. I guess I can what see. What are that. you what are you trying are you like, let's, let's troubleshoot this live, John. Here we go. Okay. Um are you well, using so, like, a like domain the quick, name the quick or, or connect thing, whatever the, you know, the Yeah, the quick connect thing. Yeah. That doesn't work not working okay that's weird because that goes through synology's servers right I you tried accessing in a local yeah i only ever go to it locally if you go yeah. to um whatever the name is dot local will often work yeah the name of okay. your drive dot local um it's works. funny i cannot use the external synology doohickey connecting that you're just referencing dan like i oh, really? i okay. at some point i enabled two-factor but like and uh-huh. I'm, I'm not the only person who has this problem but like to log into the thing that would generate my two factor no yeah, there it is it wants my second factor <laughs> and i'm like i don't have it because you're the thing that gives it like i, I get stuck <laughs> in this horrible hell-like purgatory loop of i don't know if purgatory can be hell-like but you get what i mean um but it's it's really frustrating i i, I have there have more than once put a block on my calendar be like solve that problem and more than once given up but i really now that i'm talking about it on this podcast i really want to solve it so maybe maybe it's going to be a mission for christmas break or something to solve this I, once and for all because it's very the issue the issue i usually have with the synology is about um ssl certificates mm. because i wanted to like i get into the problem where if you try to do local ones they're self-signed and right. it would be like, oh, this isn't insecure because it's self-signed. It's like, I don't care. Just like, it's my, it's my server. Um, but I also, there we go. See, <laughs> uh, one of the things I do is I have a subdomain at my website that basically bounces to, like, uses um, r- r- dynamic DNS. Mm. So that it goes to my Synology. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, I can access it from anywhere via that. Um, but the problem with that is it's just like a, it's like a, I built my own little DNS, DDNS thing. doesn't use one of the services. You can do this by default with the Synology. It offers like several basic D- dynamic DNS services that you can just set up right through the uh, settings section of the Synology. But I wanted to use like my own domain. And so I had to basically set up a script that does it. And there's there's actually a whole, like, I found, like, a thing on GitHub where a person had written this script already, and, like, here's how you install it. But I had a problem for a long time where you would install it, and then every time the Synology software updated, it would get wiped away. Because <laughs> oh. it was in a folder that was getting, re- like, you know, reset to defaults, basically, whenever mm-hmm. it got uploaded. I think they have now fixed that, finally, on the Synology side, because I think it's now persisted. But it is, um, it's very useful, because I never have to... I don't have to either use the quick connect thing. I can just go to like, you know, blank dot and it just takes. I guess I got, I got six terabyte drives. Oh, look at this guy! Wow, yeah, hmm. 
Look at this guy. Mr. Six, everybody. Well, you know, when, when Lex gets 12, that's like, it's going to seem pretty good. Yeah, I'm not going right. to. I'm going to have to get like 18. <laughs> the, the problem is, it's, it's, it's the buying two that annoys you, right? Like, okay, yeah, I'll right. spend $200 on one, but I'm not spending 400 200 on one seems reasonable. 400 on two seems ridiculous. Like, who the hell is spending $400 on this shit? <laughs> on a hard drive in our air. Hey, let me ask you this. Like, is capa- you, what do you feel about like the capacity versus speed thing? Would you replace yours with SSDs? Oh, my God. Only because I have not ever had any performance issues that bothered me. No. Yeah. If I did, yeah. then yes, but I don't. Yeah. I um yeah. somebody had posted recently on Mastodon, it might have been Syracuse or Marco, about like the curve where based on the current trend of SSD prices, at what point it will be cheaper to buy SSDs than spinning disk ones for a specific drive capacity. It might have been somebody else was asking. And I think it was like 2032 like a 12 terabyte ssd will be cheaper or the same price as a 12 terabyte uh spinning disc hard disc and that was seemed like both like well that's a while away and also that's not that far away <laughs> yeah really so i'm looking forward to that and it, it, that's simply because they don't they get to a point where they don't want to make the old technology or it becomes i think uh, it's the economies of scale just mean that it's yeah it's to price curves SSDs. yeah i think yeah. ssds i mean ssds have clearly gotten much much cheaper yeah um so you know i was i was marveling a little earlier uh, a while back i had bought a little flash drive um to store files on i was traveling and i was like oh just in case i need to load some files on it i'll buy a little USB-C flash drive a they're rid- ridiculously tiny now yeah. Um, yeah b the one i have is 128 gigabytes <laughs> and it's super super small and i realized today uh i can it's USB-C, so I can plug it into my iPhone. <laughs> and it's the <laughs> yeah. same capacity yeah. as my right. iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> That's the moment I had this mind-blowing, like, what? There's times where some of these things weird. are too small. Like, I have this oh, super yeah, helpful mm-hmm. USB-A to USB-C adapter thing, and it's small. And I have no idea where it is, because it's too freaking small. <laughs> and I was thinking, I could get one of those on Prime Day, or not, what is it? The real Prime Day. Black Friday. I was thinking, I get Black one Friday. of those. But I was like, no, no I'm just, just going to lose that one, too. Like, it's even if I have a place where it goes, I don't have anything, to, I don't have any place to store the really tiny stuff, so. This is why I, nothing should be ones. smaller, nothing should be smaller than an AirTag, is why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I had, somebody gave me, like, they gave me a a present which had a, like a digital component to it and they gave it to me on a flash drive and it was one of those ones that looks it's like you know like when you buy a a, a wireless mouse that's not bluetooth <laughs> and there's the little, <laughs> dongle the little dongle inside the mouse that you put yeah. into the, the usba port it was it was about that big oh man i had a great one of those for a long time that was a it was actually a microsoft mouse that unfolded yeah, all the microsoft mouses mice are like that it, that, it, but it had like a it unfolded like when you had it open it was like a curve yeah yeah like yeah yeah underneath. yeah yeah and it had I, the must, thing, I had one of those at one point yeah it was super cool and it like the uh dongle magneted to like, a, like a little communicator yeah it was pretty cool i i actually used that for many many years um it was like a great um when i used to have a mac mini hooked up to my tv i would keep that like with the remotes basically because then i would just keep the dongle plugged in and i would unfolding and unfolding it turned it on and so if I needed to like do something on the Mac mini on the TV, I would use that. Some people was, still do that nice. apparently like use have Mac minis connected to their TVs. I thought that was sort of like a, a phase that we went through before. <laughs> I don't know. Judge my streaming services or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I, but like there's no it, utility for, I, for me in it anymore. Yeah. I don't, I don't, 
I tried it for a while, but the the Mac Mini I had at the time was too slow to really be any good at serving up, you know, at, at playing movies that were of any quality. So I stopped and never looked back since then. <laughs> well, this is like, I mean, you guys talked last week about Plex stuff and about running Plex off of Mac Mini versus the Synology. And mm-hmm. like, I moved to the Synology from having the Mac Mini server and I have no real regrets about that. Like. It just, the Synology works pretty, like, I don't really run into a lot of problems doing Plex, certainly. I don't use Plex as much as I used to, um, but I, plus all the other stuff it does, like backing up my, you know, my my storage stuff and, like, doing some other network stuff around the house, like, it's remarkably capable for what it is. Yeah. And it's, it's very really small, good. It's it kind of <laughs> just does its job and gets on with it. If your files are in the sort of standard format, they're, it's really good at that. I, I had a bunch of stuff Back when you could have like an iTunes server, yeah, s- serve mm-hmm. up video files, and and I, I don't know if that works anymore. It worked for a while, but it was so opaque, like you couldn't find. Them. It was so hard to find them in the TV app, um, that I you know finally got rid of all that stuff. But um, when when that was you know when that was the thing that I used instead of Plex, I would I had to convert everything to an Apple friendly format in order for things to play evenly mm. um and so i still have these old files that are some of them are still in an, an old apple format like and those, m4v's or something yeah yeah and when and when plex goes to try and play those it's always like okay i gotta wait i gotta remember oh yeah that's right this is in because I, I went to watch uh for some reason i wanted to watch x-men 2 which which for some re- weird reason is not streaming on disney plus it's on stars <laughs> it's like what why is this like one and two are on stars instead of disney plus and three is on disney plus like it's like why is this happening so i realized well i have this dvd and i have this rip someplace so it's i gotta go i just have to go drag it into my plex and so i did that and then i started playing it and was like why is it not playing like oh that's right i ripped it a million years ago and it's in this apple format and plex is choking interesting so i this was uh, Dan mentioned he's using Plex less than he used to. I'm definitely using Plex more than I used to, in part because I ripped my entire DVD library. And I had done that once before. And I did it at the time. It was like, it was years ago, but I <laughs> right. did it when storage was an issue. And I was like, you know what? Yep. This is dumb. So I re-ribbed everything, which was, a, you know, a days-long, <laughs> multi-day process. Yeah. So that's uh, the thing is I don't I never want to, A, I don't want to invest that time. B, I don't even have an optical drive to, the, on any of my computers. <laughs> I have, you know, I have one, the old Apple USB one and it worked fine. Uh, and it took a while, but uh, it took a while. But the um, I no, we're not uh, doing that. I it was a different thing. Um, not a reference. <laughs> but, but anyway, I don't know. I'm I've, I'm so impressed because uh, I don't know. I you expect some of those open sourceier things to be total garbage, and Plex really isn't. Like they did a nice job. It does it does it does the job. Yeah, well. it's well, one of those things. Except too, for the right? things well, that we complained about last week. Yeah, well, those. <laughs> I mean, I I also am always impressed with the amount of stuff it does that I don't need. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. It's incredibly yeah. capable, but I only use a, f- a small fraction of what it does because it's mainly, I have some movies, I have some TV shows. I I actually do use, I don't mainly use the music thing, but I do have a couple things that I store yeah, in there. Yeah, I don't use the music thing at all. Um, uh, But that's, you know, that's about it. I mean, and I have, I do, you guys were talking about the Lifetime Plex Passes, which I do have. And um, 
for a while, I don't remember if this is still true. You needed that for downloads. Is that still true? I think that I might think still so. be true. Yeah. Okay. I think that might yeah. still be true. That yeah. was kind of a killer for me. Is like I right. liked the ability to download stuff, especially yeah. back in the day when I was watching stuff like on a plane or whatever. Yeah. Um, what was your what was your I didn't I didn't want to ask you last week because I was gonna get mad if you paid less than what I paid, but what was your Black Friday deal on the on the, the lifetime pass, Lex? Uh, I I gotta look it up now. I think it's probably okay. still the deal. Um I can buy it again. Yeah, do that. <laughs> Two lifetimes. <laughs> it was definitely the the lifetime discount rate. Oh, I don't want to get it wrong. Maybe it was one twenty or. Is oh that really? The, is okay, that the okay. regular price? I don't know. Uh, that sounds like the regular price. I paid yeah. seventy five. They used they oh, wow, would periodically good. send out. Like I a, think maybe that's what it was. I'm trying yeah, to that seems like this, what their standard deal was. Is this so. a bad time to say I got it comped? <laughs> Yeah, no, I already knew that. <laughs> you've, you've mentioned this before. Oh, this I didn't even know. <laughs> yeah. But I figure 75 bucks for the rest of my that's life. Still that's still really good. I actually, <laughs> today, 90. I was, the, the deal I was is 90 just, right now. Oh, okay. I was just debating, um, Lex, you've played, have you, you've done Puzmo, right? Yeah, sure. Every day, almost. <laughs> I do, do you subscribe? Do you pay? I, I paid for one of the lifetimes. Okay. I just saw, I saw that today and I was like kind of waffling on it because I haven't played it as much in the last week or two, but I also, I like those guys and I willing to support them for that because i think it's cool um so i may pony up for that because it's like 60 bucks i think yeah it's the whole we're never gonna things. do this again thing that's getting me where yes. it's like okay when it goes away you'll never be able to get a lifetime membership again i was like what if i want it <laughs> not just that they'll never do but that there's a finite number once we sell this number that's it <laughs> i love it hilarious oh, it worked on me uh yeah it's fair uh i like that a lot although i um i also don't feel like i there are some games in there that i'm just not good at uh i don't like playing really bad chess because i'm oh, still really bad really at bad it. chess kills me yeah, yeah i tried that i i didn't it didn't click for me for some reason i'm just not good at chess i think is the is the yeah well i'm base not great at chess yeah i'm i'm uh, okay at regular chess not good okay i'm horrible at really bad chess if you do, if you're not familiar it's also an ios game but the idea is they set up a kind of random chessboard where your set of pieces is different from default and then it's like can you checkmate the computer my my annoyance with really bad chess is that it doesn't have difficulty settings like there are so many chess playing algorithms and they could just dumb it down a little bit and i would feel much better about myself <laughs> it <laughs> makes no there. mistakes is my experience yeah um i yeah I, I agree with that that part like i where it's it's very unforgiving i've beaten it a couple of times but almost always Same. that game ends with like <laughs> yeah, two kings chasing right. each other around oh yeah court. and it's like why did i spend 20 minutes of my life doing this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that but it's i've been trying really hard in my life to whittle down on games that feel like chores <laughs> Yes, yeah, um, I agree. Because mm-hmm. Molt, actually, I, on your recommendation, I've been playing uh, a decent amount of the the stitching game. What's it called? The one that was the Apple Award nominee? Stitcher? Oh, no. <laughs> no, the one I can't, that's no, like, I can't uh, remember. Yeah, yeah. It's like needle it's, art, basically. Stitch sure. is what it's called, stitch, as it's okay. turned out. Um, and sometimes I really enjoy it, but sometimes on the really big ones, like when you're doing the extra large ones, I'm like, this is just fucking work. Because like, I don't want to put it down because I'm, you know, I'm 52%. I got to finish this thing. But I'm like, I'm going to spend another 45 minutes doing this, and I don't want to. And then I get into this weird headspace where I could just stop, but then I don't want to stop. And so thank you for yeah. ruining my life is basically what I came here to say, John. I just wanted okay. to get that on my chest. I'm happy. I'm happy here. Thank God, somebody finally ruined Lex's life. <laughs> Do we have questions we're supposed to be answering? We have a couple. 
Okay. Uh, Mahir asks, these are Rebound Prime listeners. If you want to join Rebound Prime, you get bonus episodes, you can listen to those, we record them live, you get bootlegs, and you can submit these questions. Uh, Mahir asks, do you buy advent calendars? What would be the theme uh, for an advent calendar made <laughs> by you? Uh, Mahir, you'll never guess, but no, I don't buy advent calendars. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I blanked out for a second there, Lex, and thought to myself, it's probably like a Weird Al advent calendar or something. <laughs> would you buy a Weird Al advent calendar? No, I see advent calendars for things that I would like, and I still don't get them, because I'm like, what the hell would I do with this? Like, There's Philadelphia yeah. Eagles one that looks great, but I, I, I do not have use in my life for an advent right. calendar. Lex, yeah. if I may, uh, what is a menorah if not an advent calendar, really, when you think about it? <laughs> You're asking the right questions. <laughs> you already have I... one. <laughs> why buy an advent calendar? We have advent calendars at home. <laughs> Uh, I've bought a couple. We have a couple of the Lego ones. Um, I think we yeah, have we had Star Lego. Yeah, we got Lego ones. Um, but I don't. My wife has forbidden us from buying more of those. Yeah, I mean, we got we got a few when yeah. Hank was little. Um, we had a. I think we had a Star Wars Lego one. Um, which was super fun. But um, yeah, it was great. I just don't want to buy a new one every year. Yeah, the, the I don't short know of that. We don't um, generally get them now. We that had, Hank's not a kid anymore. We had one when I grew up that was just. It was the same one, and we opened it every year, and it was like remember i kind of yeah. can picture in my head it's just an illustrated one there wasn't anything yeah. special about it. there wasn't anything in it that i recall i think we had like i think ours was so dumb like it was just like felt and it was mm. just like a picture you'd flip it over and it was a picture and we had it for years and it was like we knew i've seen those i know, what you're know talking why about. Yeah. why did we do this i don't know so are they, they're typically yeah. and this is not a joke this is just my lack of knowledge are they 24 like how many how many yes. days are on every gallery? there's 24 right, there's 24 because okay. it ends before christmas i believe oh i see so it starts on december 1st 24 days of christmas come on yes yes (laughs) yeah so i think currently mine would have to be in some way new york times connection style game themed (laughs) but i I don't know exactly (laughs) that's actually really clever i'd like to see how that would work it's 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 got it's got a couple too new game every every day (laughs) no No. it's i the whole thing's a game you gotta open all the whole thing before you can solve it yeah 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 Yeah. it's 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 Uh, four sets of six Again, Mine's going to be old, old one. Max. <laughs> <laughs> you could possibly make an advent calendar out of old Max, John, already. Just oh, I thought you meant like Max Christensen. Half of them are going to be broken. <laughs> uh, mine is, uh, it just has Hanukkah guilt behind each door. <laughs> <laughs> I believe I grew up in a mixed household, right? So like we did both the menorahs and advent calendars. And uh, yeah. I mean, did it have Max yeah. and PCs? Yeah, that's right. No PCs in the house. Some things are a step too far. One Amiga. <laughs> Shall we do a, a a bonus episode, you guys? Wait, was that wait, it? Wait, was that that's the end of the all questions? the questions? That was. Oh, I guess there's more. Fine. There's only there's really one point five. He's surprisingly anti question this week. Well, it's because, know, it's because we already had any. I don't want to force <laughs> it. Uh, Jeeber says, "What's your favorite genre of music and your favorite artist in that genre?" I think I pronounce genre two different ways if you replay that question. <laughs> um, I don't have like, I mean, so d- d- traditionally my favorite genre of music is alternative, but alternative ch- has changed so much. Or have you I don't, changed, John? I'm, I mean, I still like some of the you know, songs that Apple defines as alternative, current alternative stuff, but I find it, uh, I don't know, much poppier than it used to be, I guess. And I, as far as a favorite, I don't, like, I used to have favorite bands and I don't anymore. I just, I just like listening to stuff. <laughs> it's exhausting having a favorite band. <laughs> I, you know, my favorite bands sometimes identify as power pop, sometimes as alternative rock, but really I think my, my favorite genre is nerd rock, 
which I don't say dimin- diminishingly. I mean, I mean that as a not, they might be giants and merry ladies and fountains of Wayne, all of whom I think would describe themselves as alternative and/or power pop. I think of as as nerd rock. <laughs> That's my genre. Mm. My favorite band is they might be giants. No question. Um, this r- reminds me of something I was going to send you, Lex. Which is, are you familiar with the band The Levies? I am not familiar with the band The Levies. So I this came up because it is a rock band that basically one of it's a sort of I don't know, side project is quite the right word. Oh, Anyways, one of the, of the members guys. of Guster is my fa- is is in it, and it's all they'll just make songs about Hanukkah. Uh, <laughs> but it has a very like awesome like it has a really like TMBG feel to it. Having listened to a couple like a uh, bunch of their album, uh, so I thought you would enjoy that. I'll check um, it out. But for me, I don't know, traditionally or sort of historically, I would say my favorite genre is film scores because that was like predominantly what I would listen uh, to yeah. for many, many years. And yeah. my favorite would be John Williams because he is awesome. Um, yeah. But I do listen to other stuff now. That was just, that's the one sort of like, if you like looked at my, you know, if you put together all my listening history from the last 35, 40 years or something, it would probably be largely that's a thing. Uh, Gosh, yeah. I mean, I really like film scores and I listen, particularly listen to them while I'm writing. But mm-hmm. uh, I I hate for Apple Music to recommend film scores to me. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> no, 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 no. the only reason no I like that. a film score is because I like to, you know, because it's like a moment in a movie that I liked or, you know, I mean, I do like the music, but it's extremely rare for me to want to listen to a song from a movie that I have not seen. <laughs> yeah, I, I have I, a version of this problem as well with Apple Music, which is I sometimes listen to certain Broadway soundtrack things, especially if it's a show oh, I'm yeah. currently in and rehearsing. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, we played the songs you wanted. Here's random songs from other musicals that <laughs> right. you don't give any shits about. I'm like, nope, I don't yeah. need to hear Annie, but thank yeah. you. <laughs> I remember, yeah, I remember I, during the Napster during the Napster days, we would, you know, where you'd find a server, you know, someone's mm-hmm. who had a, like a fast oh, connection. Yeah, and you yeah. go and you go, well, we gotta, I gotta mine this while I. <laughs> can um karen downloaded the entire soundtrack to rent which was a musical we had not seen (laughs) it's like why did you get the entire soundtrack to rent she's like i heard it's really good like we have not seen this this musical why would we listen to this it doesn't make any sense to me there are a handful of soundtracks i like for movies i have not seen like every once in a while and a lot of them are by artists i know otherwise um for example I've listened to a ton of John Williams scores. I've never seen the movie War Horse that he and Spielberg did, but I've huh. listened to the score. It's a I've very good movie. score. I've seen um, the horse. There you <laughs> I um, saw the war. <laughs> you're, I didn't think you were that old. <laughs> World War I. World War I. <laughs> <laughs> it was hell. It was hell.